You're listening to 91.9 KVCR News. I'm Jessica Greenwell. On Fridays, we speak with former Press Enterprise columnist and longtime KVCR News contributor Cassie McDuff about some of the big stories around the Inland Empire. Good morning, Cassie. Good morning, Jessica. So first up, two projects to house homeless people are coming, one in San Bernardino, the other in Victorville. Tell us about these. Yeah, these projects have some similarities and some differences. The San Bernardino project is a partnership between the city and Lutheran Social Services Southern California. It will serve 140 homeless men. It will be called the San Bernardino Community Wellness Campus. It's being funded by a $35 million grant from Project Home Key, with the money largely coming from the Federal American Rescue Plan Act, which was created during the COVID epidemic. The Victorville Project is also funded by Project Home Key. It's already up and running. It has 110 units, not only for men, but also couples and families. It opened in December and was still accepting new residents as of late January. It's also called the Wellness Center. Both projects provide what's known as wraparound services, along with shelter, also medical care, behavioral health treatment, job training and placement, rehabilitation, and help finding permanent housing. I think this is a recognition that homelessness is a complex issue, may not just be poverty, but also in some cases mental illness, substance abuse, or other factors. The San Bernardino Project will limit residents to 180 days, that's about six months, and will help them get into permanent housing. The story about the Victorville Project didn't mention whether there are time limits, so it may be what's called permanent supportive housing. The Victorville Project is made up of small pod-like individual units with larger ones for couples and families. And of course, Jessica, as we've talked about, San Bernardino had declared a homelessness emergency back in February. Victorville had also identified a problem, particularly with an encampment in the Mojave Riverbed, and devoted its efforts to relocating the people who were living there. San Bernardino, at the last homeless count in 2023, had more than 1,000 homeless people. Yeah, this is an issue across our region and the state and beyond. And the San Bernardino Wellness Campus is scheduled to be completed by next spring. We'll be following up on that. It definitely looks like these wraparound services and transitional housing on the way to permanent supportive services is an idea that's gaining traction, seeing a lot of new facilities across the region springing up, and we'll be getting into that a lot more. And we'll look forward to your upcoming reports, Jess. And two Riverside County supervisors had an idea to restore confidence in the county voting system, but they've withdrawn it now. What happened? Yeah, supervisors Kevin Jeffries and Karen Spiegel had been working with a group of residents who were concerned about the accuracy of election results in Riverside County. They came up with a plan to double the number of ballots that would be manually recounted, randomly pulled ballots, above and beyond the number required by state law, and also to conduct a special audit of a future election. But several members of the residents' group still were not satisfied that these steps would ensure the accuracy of election results. They spoke at the Board of Supervisors meeting this week, continuing to object to the measures not going far enough. One person, Shelby Bunch, implied that the ballots themselves are bad, so recounting them by hand wouldn't fix the problem. So Jeffries and Spiegel pulled the proposal off the agenda. Jeffries said the county might as well save the additional $360,000 that it would have cost if it's still not going to satisfy the doubters. 
By the way, Jessica, the county grand jury had investigated the results of the 2020 election and found no fraud in Riverside County. But it just seems like the doubts persist. Well, thank you so much for that update. And Big Bear's nesting bald eagles, Jackie and Shadow, are sitting on three eggs this year instead of the usual two. How are they doing in the snow? Yeah, Jackie and Shadow have a lot of fans who've been watching the pair on a live stream nest cam. So people were very excited this year when Jackie laid a third egg. In the past, it's just been two. She laid that third egg six days after the first one was laid on January 25th. The pictures from the nest cam are very worrying since the back-to-back winter storms that just ended buried the nest under a foot of snow. But Jackie's doing fine, according to the Friends of Big Bear Valley, which maintains the nest cam. A bald eagle has over 7,000 waterproof feathers and a layer of down under that to keep herself warm. And when Jackie gets up to turn the eggs, They are warm and dry, the friends of Big Bear Valley say. So they're telling us not to worry about the eggs for now. (laughs) Yeah, and this is a real pair. You know, they've been nesting together for years. Jackie and Shadow take turns on the nest while the other hunts and brings back food. So last year, one of the two chicks didn't make it. The hatchling died. But people monitoring the camera got to see the other chick take flight. Yeah. I will be monitoring the camera as well this year and rooting for Jackie and Shadow and their three eaglets-to-be. We'll have a link to the webcam posted with our news wrap as well if any of our listeners are interested in checking in on Jackie and Shadow. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch them. For sure. And lastly, we remember two local leaders who passed away in recent weeks. Right. Alan Baldwin had been city treasurer of Lake Elsinore since 2009 when he died on January 19th at the age of 83. He had served on the Lake Elsinore City Council before that from 1978 to 1982. Mayor Steve Mono said Baldwin was a friend and a mentor who was always upbeat and offered wise counsel. Baldwin also served as executive director of the Orange County Community Housing Corporation, which helps working-class families find affordable housing. A memorial service was held on February 1st in Orange County. The other loss was Larry Egan. He was 80 years old when he died on December 17th. He was instrumental in launching the downtown Pomona Business Improvement District in 2007, so much so that locals called him Downtown Pops. Friends said he greeted people with disarming humor while also cajoling, flattering, and even twisting arms to get people to come along with efforts to revive the downtown district. He got the Pomona Christmas Parade restarted and even drove the trolley to carry people between art galleries during the second Saturday's Arts Walk. A former Navy Corpsman, he was buried at Riverside National Cemetery on Monday. I think a lot of urban centers could use a downtown pops. That's for sure. Thank you so much, Cassie, for these updates and all of your reporting as always. Thank you, Jessica. Longtime journalist Cassie McDuff helps us out regularly on our Friday morning news wrap, and these reports are posted at kvcrnews.org. This report is made possible with the support of the Southern California News Group, publisher of the Press Enterprise, San Bernardino Sun, Inland Valley Daily Bulletin, and other Southern California newspapers. I'm Jessica Greenwell, KBCR News.